Never left. Let's do it. It's another edition of the Three Point Play podcast. Boys, how we doing? Shame we're good. All right. It's good to be back. Had a two-week hiatus. You know, had to had to take a little time for ourselves, regroup, re, uh, regenerate some hot takes, uh, and get back to uh, get back to things. So, um, I don't know if we really want to go into week twelve and how the the picks were because your boy over here is on a little bit of a cold streak going one and five and coming back a little bit down to reality on the, uh, on the yearly standings about down to uh, down to 500, almost 40 and 39. Same with Scott's record, 40 and 39 Luke's 34 and 43 and Hart didn't pick last week, 38 and 33. So boys we're we're flirting with mediocrity. Um, so not much really to say, I guess, since we do have the Coles correspondent on here, I might do a quick recap of Luke. What did you think? Was that just the most typical Colts let down, you know, come out hot, had Brady on the ropes, and then just uh, let him off the hook, Denny Green style, last week? It seems that way this season, doesn't it? I mean, they completely outplayed Tampa Bay. They just turned the ball over four or five times. And made Leonard Fournette look like he was an LSU again. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' Leonard. Gail Sayers, Fournette. Fournette. Yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome game to watch. Them. I mean, it was back and forth, and, you know, the defense made some stops, but then, you know, it kind of seemed inevitable when they tied the game at 31, even though, you know, Hines really put him in a pinch on that uh, muff punt, because I feel like that once that happens, it was just – you knew that it, was, it wasn't going to work out, and they went up seven, and – uh, or I guess it was up. What was it? I can't remember how it even played out, but they tied the game. And when they got the bucks, got the ball back uh, with like four minutes left, it was just almost uh, bound to happen. So I don't know. I was going to say like, the only thing I had off that was like, nobody's talking about the muff punt. Nobody's talking about turnovers. Like everyone's on Frank's ass about play calling. Yeah. But I'm like, Carson was dealing in the first half though. Like they were carving them up. Like, yeah. I, were they up 10 at half? Like, I think it was up 14, weren't they? 14, yeah. yeah. It was like everything was working. They just, like Luke said, turned the ball over. And then that punt at the end, just like you saw it just completely take the wind out of the sails. Yeah. Well, and that then, and like, the, the strip sack, too, in the third the third quarter mm-hmm. when they were driving, like they were on their – about ready to score again to go up, you know, up more than, you know, either 17 or 21 – and then the strip sack, that was kind of when it felt like it definitely shifted gears and they, they marched down and scored. And it was just like, it was, it was on from there. It felt like it was, it could have slowly turned into the bills game the week before where they just like kept their foot on the, on the throat, but uh, let them off the hook. And now they're fighting for their, you know, playoff life at what, uh, what are they? Six and six, six and six. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and that's the thing that kills me too, is the announcers like, what two or three minutes left they're saying like well now it's time for the defense to get one of their opportune turnovers it's like are we are you gonna fucking bank on that every week like your defense forces three fumbles and right just to eke out a win when you were up like you said two touchdowns like it just blows my mind that that's I mean that's the other thing too is I think I mean the second half defense I haven't looked at stats or anything but they've got to be one of the worst like yeah, it seems like they always are just like clawing right at the end of the game to try and like 
secure the win with a turnover or like mm-hmm. make something happen. Yep. And it just feels like they play so much better than that. And then all of a sudden it's just like they piss it away. Yeah. I mean, it was really a microcosm of every game. Like Luke said, it's just like yeah. every game they, except for the bills game two weeks ago, that one was just like the anomaly where they beat the shit out of them and they continue to beat the shit out of them throughout the whole game. Cause they play like that for a quarter or a quarter and a half at a time. Then all of a sudden you just kind of, get laissez-faire and let the team back in it like the Jaguars game three weeks ago and just kind of all of a sudden, holy shit, they're driving to potentially tie or win the game with the game on the line in the fourth quarter and the defense needs to make a, uh, a stand or a defense or a turnover to, to seal the game. So it's been like that all too many times, which is obviously why they're probably six and six because they've, they've not been that consistent, but I feel like they can, I don't know. I'm in the, in the camp of, I feel like they can play with pretty much anyone They I think, Tampa's good, and their secondary was pretty banged up. I think that was why they they threw the ball so many times, or 26 plays in a row where everyone is up in arms about, which, you know, they had a decent explanation about. And like you said, Carl was was dealing. So I I don't think it was that egregious. But, I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor from the week before just seemed like he didn't get enough of his, even though they gave it to him on that last drive. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Bucs are a good team. Obviously, they're Super Bowl champs and probably the favorites in the NFC. Uh, I wasn't – it's not soul-crushing and season-ending, but it was definitely one that you would have loved to have had. So, um, I don't know. Luke, any any final thoughts on that game? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, yeah, back to the, the one last thing on the play call. I mean, I felt like I didn't feel – there were t- there have been times this season where I didn't really understand why they went away from the run inexplicably, but Taylor was getting stuffed in the first yeah. half. Right. I mean, they were stacking the box and bringing the safety down, and then uh, Carl threw all over them. So I, I thought the play calling made a, a ton of sense. Yeah. And then they, on top of that, they run those run pass options that they love to run. Right. And I think, I think Wentz always reads the defense. And I mean, he has the option there to obviously run or pass. So he's taking what they give him. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you feeling okay with that being a first round draft pick now that it's pretty much sealed of fate that he's he'll have played 75% of the uh of the snaps unless he I mean, I think if he went out for the year now he would still be he'd still probably qualify for that. Do you feel good about that trade as of now where where we're at? Given the other options, I mean I think so. I don't know. I'm <laughs> jury's still out for me on Wentz. Sometimes he looks awesome. He's got a freaking cannon. Other times it's just like, <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Get him on the bench. Yeah, that, that deep ball to Ashton Doolin, that was a thing of beauty. I mean, that was I mean, that yeah. just shows like the highs and you you've seen the highs and lows of what he can do. And it's just it is it really feels like it's Phil Rivers all over again. I mean, you've seen it's just like he can he can lead back to back to back drives and just like score touchdowns on it. He can he can just throw soul-crushing interceptions to lose the game. And With his offhand. This is offhand, yeah. I mean, Hart, what do you think about the trade so far? Do you think it's something that we're going to look back on and feel like the first-rounder was uh, was worthwhile? I mean, so, like, I don't know, I guess, what the alternative is. Like, I mean, he's he's looked decent, and especially as of late, like, I mean, he looked good against Tampa Bay. Like, some of the throws he was making and – um frank even said that he had called um like multiple like run plays and then you know it was like the rpos like he would kind of 
end up throwing the ball out of that as opposed to, you know, just keeping running like against, you know, nine guys. So um, I think, I think all in all, like he's nobody's ideal option until we can get out of the scramble until shed you can tacklers for, until you trade. can trade for Garen Godgers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Aaron's available next year. Yep. And put a package together. No, but I mean, I, I feel like there's not been many games where he's been the reason why they lose. And I feel like that. I feel like coming into the season, I don't think that's what anybody expected. So yeah. I feel like he's settled and he's kind of shown what he can do. I mean, I think they're losing for some other reasons in some of these games, but yeah, I don't know. Jerry's still out probably, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely got some work to do. I think the what is it, the magic number for the Titans? Because the Titans are a mess, my God. Uh, they only have to win. I think the Titans have to win and the Colts have to lose like three games total. The magic number, I guess, if you would, uh, is like three, which with, you know, six weeks left, I feel like it's pretty inevitable that the Titans, it would have to take a epic meltdown, which would be possible. And the Colts would have to pretty much go five and one, I think it is, or something like that. So, but they got the uh, they got the Texans this week, which we'll get to. Uh, which I guess we can just go straight to uh, to week thirteen here. As uh, as like I said, we don't really like to you know recap the week before since it's uh, this will be coming out on uh, Thursday and everyone's already moving on to the next week uh, of picks. But uh, we will uh, segue over to week thirteen with um, first one I got on the slate here is the Bengals laying three points at home against the L.A. Chargers. Um, Hart, do you want to lead us off and why you think the Chargers are finally going to figure it out? Because I feel like they've kind of come back to earth uh, and just I don't really ever know what kind of team they're going to be on a week-to-week basis. So they, so the Chargers and um, Bengals have been kind of the same team this year, if you look at it. Like, yeah, both will have one game where they look like they're going to really be in the hunt and then they'll fucking lose to the Jets. Like – so right. kind of my postulate is that or um, Cincinnati's played well two games in a row. And that if you look back at their schedule, that's what they've done is they've looked good two weeks in a row and then they'll lay an egg. LA is seriously, mm-hmm. if you look at their, their schedule, every other game, it's like good win, horrible loss, good win, horrible loss. That was my kind of postulate. They're due <laughs> Cincinnati's due to play an egg. So, I mean, like, <laughs> You're just the two for one. You're the two for one postulate, huh? Yep, exactly. Have you heard about this postulate of uh, Western teams traveling east, though? I don't know if you've made, been made privy to this one on a one o'clock slate. Yeah, I'm really rolling the dice, though. You know, I think that's that's one thing working against me. Okay. Because, Luke, I'll, I'll segue over to you because that, uh, that you are the owner of that postulate, and that's why you're choosing the, the Bengals here. Uh, can you talk some sense into heart and what uh, – time travels all about or set or time zones, I guess, if you would. Yeah. Have you ever heard of time zones? That, no, I have to say that was very solid logic. And I almost thought about like, Oh, he kind of convinced me, but then I was like, wait, what time is this game? <laughs> yeah. But they, they've lost, they, they've won two in a row. So they're due to lose one. It's a two for one deal. <laughs> hey, I guess we'll see who's possibly comes out on top. That's right. It's the, it's the battle of the postulates. So it's a real that. scientific experiment here. We're a postulate podcast. We should, no, we should just make it the three PPP, the three point play postulate, you know, 
just really uh, really go for broke. Love it. Um, I'm on the I'm on the Bengals here too, playing at home. I feel like they're kind of starting to figure it out. Joe Mixon, you know, they're finding the right balance of feeding him the the ball, you know, 25, 30 times a game, and not letting Joe Burrow get killed, even though he does throw it a good amount. And uh, I feel like they're they're getting a good mix on on offense and the defense is good enough. This one could very well be like a 42, 45 shootout, which I wouldn't hate uh, from the fantasy perspective, but you know, you know, one loves to talk about your, your fantasy team. So um, the rest of so us, you're going with the, you're going with the mixing it up postulate, mixing it up. Yeah. I have to have my own postulate here, which we'll get to, we'll get to postulates here um, as we get into these other games. Um, next one, we probably don't need to talk about too much with the Cardinals as Luke uh, goes against that postulate now with the Cardinals going east to Chicago. Um, Cardinals laying eight points uh, against the Bears. We're all on the Cardinals here. Um, any thoughts here, boys, of maybe reservations? Do you think Matt Nagy's uh, just dead in the water? Hart, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I part of me wanted to pick it just because, like, it, I, it feels like the bears are going to win in spite of that now. Like, I know, I feel like that's the only thing that carried them through Thanksgiving was the thought of like, we can't give Detroit our first win and like Nagy out in the middle of the season just makes too much sense. So like they're yeah. going to win stupid games, but yeah, this seemed like a pretty easy, easy pick. Yeah. It, it just, this does feel like, cause I feel like every week there's always just one, like how the fuck, did this team lose? I mean, even the Cardinals, they've, they had their fair share of stinkers. The Packers have had their stinkers and the Bucks have feels like every week. There's just like, how did this team lose? You know, the bills to the Jags, you know, three or four weeks ago. Uh, this kind of has the makings of that. I feel like, but I don't know the bears, that game was just so terrible to watch on Thursday, Thanksgiving at 11 o'clock. It was just like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? But uh, Luke, do you have any thoughts on Cardinals bears real quick? I just want to comment on that Bears Lions game. That was like watching two teams that were actively trying to throw the game. Oh, like the Lions calling two timeouts. Yeah. The they, the were, they were they were battling any time at all. <laughs> uh but uh no, I just want to explain my posture. You said I contradicted it, but uh, let me let me explain time zones to you again. Yeah, please. Air, Phoenix, Phoenix is in the mountain time zone. Oh, uh, Chicago is in the central time zone. I think you live there. So that's only a one or two hour difference, something like that. One hour difference. You're Not right. West Coast going. You're right. I did used to live in Chicago. But, uh, it's been a few years, but I forgot what t- the central time zone's like. You're right. It's not but a I three think, hour uh, difference. It's a two. So um, fair, fair. Um, I assume Kyler's coming back and I assume saying. Nagy's still the coach of the Bears. So yeah, you got to go. Cardinals here both great points both great points all right uh this one you know it is the Christmas season as we roll into December and this one just warms my damn heart h-a-r-t as all of us are now on the fuck you Kansas City talking to postulates here I am scared as all hell because we all have the fucking Denver Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs granted Kansas City's laying 10 Denver's looking better, but holy shit, boys, we finally did it. You know, two plus years of doing this or one plus one and a half years of doing this pod. 
we finally adopted the Kansas City fuck you postulate and all chose the Denver Broncos, which I'm sure we won't regret come next week. So <laughs> anybody want to say anything about how much they love the Broncos here? Because we all I chose mean, them. They are starting Drew Locke, right? Drew Locke. I mean, thank God. <laughs> I, that makes me feel that much better. <clears throat> No, I mean, I feel like it's just like Kansas City. I'm still not a believer that they've like magically figured it back out where they're going to be like the Kansas City of the last few years or whatever. And I mean, Denver's looked somewhat better as of late. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, again, though, like Kansas City as a double digit favorite just does not feel right. And I mean, on top of the fact that it's never the right decision. So, yeah. Yeah, and the Broncos made the, the Chargers look like complete ass. Granted, that was in Denver the week before, and that was with mainly Teddy, although Teddy was hurt, and you are rolling the dice with Drew Locke, which you never know what you're going to get. So I'm, I'm with it. It makes me nervous, but 10 points, Kansas City, albeit at Kansas, Kansas City, it's just it, it feels like it never seems to work out for them in that, those larger spreads. Luke, do you have any final final thoughts there? This is purely a principal pick because I think the Kansas City defense has looked a lot better now that Jones and Clark are back. Yeah. But, uh, and Denver's a freaking enigma. I mean, what's what's their – they beat the Cowboys, then they get waxed by the Eagles, and then who they beat last week? Give me a second. I'll, Chargers. We'll, we'll do everyone's Chargers, favorite yeah. – we're just rolling out all yeah, the, they, everyone's favorite segments. We're playing the hits this week. Everyone's favorite segment. Uh, let's talk of the Broncos' schedule of what their what their record looks like. Uh, beat the Giants, beat the Jags, beat the Jets. They were three and zero. Remember, got their tits slit by the, yep. the Ravens. Got their tits slit by the Steelers. Got their tits slit by the Raiders. Three and three. Lost a close one to the Browns on Thursday night. Beat the Washington Football Team. Beat the shit out of the Cowboys. Got the shit beat out of them by the Eagles at home. And then beat the shit out of the Chargers. So, yeah, very much up and down. No one really knows what to expect on this team. <clears throat> yeah, so maybe they're due. Okay. Is there a pattern in their heart? Are you taking the two-for-one postulate? <laughs> I'll see what postulate I can come up with from that. Make sure you prove it, though. You know, you can't uh, you can't just be throwing postulates out there without proving, you know. Wait, how many how many Mr. Mr. Murkowski taking Mr. Murkowski? Yeah, let me get my pants pulled up. How many letters are in Denver? Okay, well, uh, we'll keep it moving here. Appreciate that, Hart, for indulging with me. And those listening at home, I'm sure that of which of there are many uh, can all understand that reference. So um, moving on to the previously aforementioned Colts uh, at Houston, laying nine points. Luke and I are both uh, on the Colts here. I just think the Colts are that much better of a team that they're going to be kind of how it was uh, coming off a loss when they played Houston at home uh, a month and a half or so ago and they beat the crap out of them. I think it's going to probably be the same same case. Granted that the Texans have Terod Taylor now, so he's their offense might be a little bit better, but I just uh, they lost to the Jets last week and I just I don't I don't see it. Nine points is a lot, but I feel like this is a Jonathan Taylor 300-yard rushing type game. So, Hart, you think the Texans are going to stick stick it close? I mean, I just think – I mean, what is it, nine and a half or ten? I saw it at nine, but it could be oh, okay. multiple books. 
yeah I just feel like that's a lot of points especially like chances are they're gonna be running the ball probably the whole game uh right I feel like there's a lot of points to cover I also was really high on the Texans like early on with Tyrod because you know coming into every game being like two touchdown dogs they were pretty much a lock to cover at that they you know and then obviously he got hurt and that all got you know screwed up but yeah no I mean I feel like the Colts are gonna not be challenged but I feel like it's gonna be one of those garbage games where they give up a touchdown late and then you know Houston ends up covering yep Luke what do you uh you think the the Colts got this too easy yeah I think the Texans are a lot better with Tyrod than um earlier this season when the Colts beat them by 30 uh but it, like you said it just seems way too easy I mean just run it up their ass all day and Colts are playing for their playoff lives. They have two wins that they should be able to take to the bank against Houston and Jacksonville the rest of the way. So they better not dick around with this one. Yeah. And I was just looking at what the Texans were against the spread this, uh, this week here or this year heart. I'm trying to find it. Uh, I don't know if I can find week one, but they're, uh, Uh, four and six against the spread, I guess, so far. So not terrible. Um, that's not including week one, which surpri- uh, for some reason I can't find, but don't need to get into that, uh, into the weeds over here. But yeah, just seems like it's a game that Colts are going to get right and try and uh, make a push to get that seventh playoff, uh, playoff spot as they battle for the rest uh, with the rest of the AFC because it's just a muddled mess, I feel like, to uh, um, to get there. So. I uh, got a couple more games to cover here for week 13. This one's, I feel like, pretty easy, although Hart's going to make it interesting here with picking the fucking Jags plus 13 against the Rams. You just don't like the Rams that much, or you just got a hard on for Urban? I mean, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? I, uh, no, I mean, I feel like the Rams have just been exposed. Like, I don't think that they, they're kind of trying to do like with Von Miller and then OBJ, but I think like losing Woods like they did has been a huge impact. Like, I mean, I feel like it's not really even against like when they played the Colts, the game we went to, like it came down to that interception at the end. But I mean, I haven't, I guess I haven't seen a game where they played a competitor um, that had that. I mean, they've been like, Oh, okay. They're the powerhouse that everyone like expects them to be or whatever. But um, and again, like the double digit, sp- digit spreads this year, I mean, it's we should have been betting at every single one of them at this point, just because that's so, that's so many points. Yeah. Especially like again, when you get to garbage time, you know, it feels like they could kind of if they do come out and they do, you know, get a lead. I feel like they're a team that's going to change what they're doing. I mean, I haven't seen them be at a point where they can really step on somebody's throat and. Um, so I don't know. It just felt like that's just a lot of points. Granted, I'm not saying like they're going to pull off the upset or anything. I just feel like two touchdowns yeah. against the Rams team that we've actually seen as opposed to the one on paper is a lot. Right. And I, I am remiss. Uh, Luke, you also took the Jags here. So do you, you echo that, uh, that sentiment there? 100%. The Rams have not had a quality win since they beat the Bucks in week three. And say what you will about the Jags and how brutal their offense looks. Their defense is actually 
pretty stout. I mean, we saw it against the Colts. That's how they beat the Bills earlier this year. So, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of points against an NFL team. So, yeah, I, I agree. I just uh, I feel like this is going to be a get right game for for L.A., although I am going against you didn't mention your other your posh league in here, Luke, where there's a lot of Western teams going east again here. So you just you chose it without even knowing or, or mentioning it. So I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Well, this one is in L.A. Oh, is it? I thought I thought L.A. was going to Jacksonville. Okay, maybe I uh, didn't look I at that one close enough. So, uh, never mind on that uh, that postulate. You are correct. So, um, all right, got a few more games to cover here. We just got about uh, a few minutes left, and I did want to do a quick uh, recap of some other sports as well. Uh, May we got Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Baltimore laying four and a half. All three of us took Baltimore. Scott took Pittsburgh. He's not on the pod tonight. Um, this one is at Pittsburgh. I just feel like Big Ben's broken, and the Steelers don't know what the hell they're doing. They're trying to figure out whether or not they want to listen to music uh, when they do their practice with Chase Claypool, and the team just doesn't have it going on. Their defense is actually really terrible now. I know there were guys out with injuries, and in COVID and stuff uh, last week, but uh, I just think it's the Ravens are starting to figure it out. And even though Lamar did not really look good, that game stunk on Sunday night. Um, I think the Steelers are just in, in worse shape. So that's my two cents. You guys all both chose the Ravens as well. You got anything else to add on that? Nope. Nice and easy. Luke. Yep. Steelers are, are reeling. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one also should probably be a pretty easy pick because we got uh, San Francisco, Seattle. Um, this one's at Seattle, but uh, as we've seen, Seattle's not the same home advantage as it, as it used to be. Russ is not the same player as he used to be coming back too early from that injury. Uh, even though Niners are laying three and a half, they've been starting to figure it out. They've had a couple injuries though with Debo, I think is going to be out for this game, but Elijah Mitchell just gets it 40 fucking times a game. So uh, I think they're just going to roll, run it down their throat and the Niners have an outside chance of uh, making the playoffs on the FC. So I don't know if there's really much more to say about that either. Um, unless you guys have anything else to add on, on the Niners there, Luke. No, you know, the Seahawks have only won one home game this year against Ooh. the Jags. Ooh. Art, but no, that's it. Yeah, no, they stink. Thank you very much, Hart. You're welcome. All right. Uh, the much-anticipated uh, Monday night game with the Mack truck and the Patriots riding high. Going to Buffalo, I think, isn't it? It's in Buffalo, yep. Buffalo laying two and a half against the Patriots, who are the number one seed currently in the AFC. I would be remiss if I didn't start with our uh, – our future's better who had the Patriots at 15 and fucking two. Well, they may not be getting that. They could be close. Hart, you're feeling good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they, I mean, I knew it all along, you know, never down my mind. I mean, of, of course. Yeah. Yeah. When they were one and three, they were <laughs> good. No, but um, yeah, they're, I mean, they're rolling and I like the way they're doing it too, because it's sort of like, I think what they envisioned, like they're playing the games how they wanted to, like they let, they didn't like go crazy and try to get, you know, a free agent or try to shake things up. Like, 
you know, once the season started and it kind of came out uh, a little slower than expected by one game. But, uh, no, I think, uh, two on top of that, like, you look at the Bills' wins, uh, you know, I know they score a lot of points, but they played a lot of shit teams, too. And uh, obviously getting crushed like they did, I mean – I don't know. I just I feel like this is a I was completely shocked that the Patriots are getting points. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it seemed like that Thursday Thanksgiving at uh, New Orleans was kind of maybe a get right game for the Bills. They can start getting on the right track, although the the Saints aren't the same team that we thought they were. But uh, but yeah, I was surprised by the Bills getting that many points, too, especially with the way the Pats have been on fire the last month and a half. I think what are they've won six in a row or something like that. Um, but to be getting points granted at Buffalo on Monday night, I was just, I was surprised by that too. So I, I had the Patriots as well. Uh, Luke, do you want to rebuttal with that on your Buffalo bills pick? The bills always play well in these primetime games and they've had 10 days to prepare for it. And Patriots, six wins. Okay, I see it. But they they beat the Jets. I'm going to go through the schedule here. Jets, Chargers. Appreciate it. Pan- Panthers, Browns. Okay. Falcons and a depleted Titans team. So, eh, I I got to see more. Okay. I like it. That's a good rebuttal. All right, boys. Hart, you got any special heart uh, bets you're, you're looking at for the week? Um, not right now. Like I said, I mean, I feel like New England getting points is a steal. Um, I can't really think I don't have player props ready, but I will for next week. Okay. Let's, uh, let's maybe transition over here to, uh, maybe some more specialties here since our NBA correspondent is not on the pod. It'd be kind of feel like we're all talking out of our ass. If we try to talk about that a little bit, unless Luke, you want to do a quick Pacers recap and, and your boy Brogdon shutting down Trey Young tonight <laughs> no no save it I'm I've checked out on them they suck yeah wait till the trade deadline see what happens yeah okay Hart let's do a little hockey talk what are you looking at here how, how are teams looking the first two months of the season anybody uh, uh, catching <laughs> your eye the blues blues riding hot what do we what do we think here I think the Blues are primed to, to make a second-half run. Um, they haven't been healthy. Uh, came back to beat the Lightning last night from a three-goal deficit. Um, I think uh, Anaheim, too, has actually looked really good against a lot of teams, and I don't know that that's one that anyone would have expected. Say, so weren't they dead um, in the water? Uh-huh. And at one point, I think at one point they, they might have been leading in goals. Uh, not 100% sure off the fly, but um, – on top of that, uh, Vegas, obviously, I mean. They're just a team to, team to be Jesus. with. Yeah, I mean, they just – it feels like they come into every game. They're going to run away with it. Um, I also like Florida as sort of a, a dark horse team to kind of watch out for. Um, I want to say they might be leading – close to leading in goals – um, and then on top of that, Carolina too, uh, can't, I mean, if they ever figure out how to play at home, 
um, they're going to be a force. Like they score a lot of goals. They win a lot of games away, but for some reason it's not clicking, clicking when they're on home ice. But um, yeah, those are some of the teams I've kind of watched out for, but. Gotcha. All right. Well, appreciate that heart. That's hockey talk. Um, I got one last minute here. I would be remiss if we didn't have one last. Uh, it's been a while since we had a fuck you, Jerry moment. Uh, as he, that old asshole is keeping all his money still as everyone on their fucking mother is just throwing millions of dollars at every baseball player. That's a free agent right now. And we're giving 18 million to Lurie, the fucking legend, because why wouldn't we, he had that one moment in game three where he hit a home run, which was the coolest moment I've ever been to. Uh, and that's our big free agent so far. And now they're going to be fucking locked out and we won't be able to figure it out. So probably sometime in fucking January and Jerry will die with his millions and we'll just go fuck ourselves and life will go on heart. Anything else to add on that? Fuck you, Jerry segment. I can't really, uh, I can't, I can't make that one any better. It feels like, it feels like it's, uh, you know, I'm living groundhog's day over here because it's just like every year is the same. Like, Oh, they're finally going to go spend some money on a guy. Our team, our window is literally now and it'll be closed in five years. Why wouldn't you spend some money? But we'll just die with our uh, with our billions and billions and billions and be 86 and uh, get fucked. So eat a bad ego. Wait, Luke, I need you to do it. I can't. I can't roll off the tongue. Eat a bag of dicks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry.